Hello, this is Brendan Acebo, Associate at Large of the Wadfam Chalk Pod. Because of the intensity of a few scenes in today's episode, we don't recommend it for children under 8 years old. And as always, we hope that parents and kids are listening together as a family. I hope you enjoy today's program. Hi, this is Nathan. Welcome to the Wadfam Chalk Pod. Oh, hi there. Welcome to the pod. I'm Dylan James Weaver, but most folks around here just call me Dylan. Why don't you get the whole family together and join us for another exciting episode of the Wadfam Chalk Pod. Oh, what did I see? What's the name of the actor that plays Ruby? Just right now. Uh, he's in Cloudy with the Chance of Meatballs. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, for some reason I was looking through the Cloudy with the Chance of Meatballs IMDB and I saw him and I was yeah. like, what? He's been, I mean, he's, yeah, he's in a ton of stuff. Him Especially and Corey Barton are yeah. just like in cartoons all over the place. Um, yeah, he's notably uh, the voice of The Rock in Big Mouth. Yeah, that's so adorable. I love it so much. Hello and welcome to the Wadfam Chalk Pod. I'm Dylan Weaver. And I'm Andrew Sabo. And uh, we're back after a surprise week off that I definitely very cleanly edited into the previous episode and nobody knew that that was even edited in. Mm-hmm. Completely flew under the radar. I forgot I had vacation. Truly the inspector gadget of audacity editing. <laughs> and then I was like, you know what? If there's a time to take off, it's after we release a two-hour episode. I'm yeah. sorry, everyone. No, that that drained my soul <laughs> so much to the fact that when you said that, you know, we need to take another week off, I was like, good, because I, I don't know if I'm ready to, re- yeah. <laughs> to yeah. record that again. Was, that was a monster to record. It was way longer in the recording than when we edited it down to. Yeah. It was long. That was so long. Um, so you're you're welcome for getting the abbreviated version, but I'm sorry that the abbreviated version was, was two, two hours. hours. <laughs> remember when we released episodes that were like 30 minutes long? You remember doing that? Yeah, how did we do that? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think one of them was like two roads, which is like a 10 minute episode of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like yeah. still. Yeah. It's, yeah. No, the idea that we released of like, that we regularly released like, 40 minute episodes that were like 40 to 45 minutes long blows yeah. my mind yeah we we were very much in the like 40 to 50 minute sweet spot for a while and we have continued to push that envelope occasionally stuff drops down mm-hmm. um but uh last week it went up yeah last week it, that really really did number to, to the statistics as far as average runtime is concerned yeah well and like <laughs> right and if we keep talking here, this one will keep getting longer. Yes, but like exactly. I do have a feeling that like this one so we're talking about episode four twenty four, Blackguard's Revenge Part One. Mm-hmm. And in typical part one fashion, I think this is gonna be a briefer episode. Yeah, yeah. Because it is a lot of setup. Mm-hmm. And then I have a feeling next week's episode is going to be a lot. Yeah. Well there's cause the thing is there's there's large overarching discussions that cover that I wanna have that cover both of them. Right. And so and those will get saved for next week. Yeah, yeah. Um, so other stuff about this episode, written and directed by Phil Waller. Um, it first aired October second of nineteen ninety nine, which is to the week four years after the final conflict. Oh wow! 
And also, like, only a year before Novacom began. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was looking at that when we were going back and listening to it, like, just the albums and stuff. I was like, wow, Virtual Realities came out. But, yeah, it's the album before um, Opportunity Knocks, right? Yeah, that, that album's called Big Picture. But yeah, Big Picture. Opportunity Knocks is the episode. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Um, and then, uh, cast-wise, um, we've got a little bit to talk about for once. I feel like it's been a while, but we yeah. also haven't jumped forward. First off, uh, this is our first, well, I mean, following all that we had been talking about, this is our, um, Paul Herlinger Wit episode. Mm-hmm. Um, even though we've talked about all, more Paul Herlinger Wit than any other Wit um, this is the one that's like, oh, right, we, we came back as yeah. a different actor, and this is the only time that Paul Herlinger and Blackard interact at all. Regis Blackard, mm-hmm. yeah, Edwin, all the time. Um, have we talked about what our favorite wits are yet? Yes. We have? All the time. Oh, I know we do, but like... We yeah. even sent out a poll to listeners. But what it. was established as your favorite? Herlinger. Okay. They Continue. Back on. <laughs> and yours? Herlinger, probably. Right. Yeah, we, we, we've talked about this. Although I will say uh, Hal Smith has definitely, definitely gained some ground. Yeah. In this recover. Yeah. I agree. Um, sorry, Stoka. Um, <laughs> it's okay. So uh, other other people of note in this episode, we have Walker Edmonston uh, revising his role as Lincoln. Um, mm-hmm. previously when, uh, Jimmy Barclay went back to the Civil War, he played Lincoln, yeah. so he plays it here. And we get a haunting thing of Walker Edmonston transforming into Blackard. Yep. Um, that's not which scary is at all. rough. Um, we also have Will Ryan as a delivery man. Um, we have Christy Nimitz slash Connie Zimmet, uh, which we have previously covered as being the voice of Tasha and weirdly having two names. She comes in to do Mabel. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, we needed Mabel. Yeah, computer voice. Right, because it had been it had been like over ten years since we had had Mabel, and that yeah. actress was not coming back. Really? I guess yeah, for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they might they might not have even asked her. Like they just had. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. It's not like Mabel's some like particularly iconic voice that's like super specific to the character yeah she appeared like twice in like bite of applesauce and now now yeah now we have now we have uh christy connie nimitz zimmet uh doing doing the voice um and then we also have aubrey shepherd back in this episode Woohoo! yeah but this is not uh the Danielle Judovitz, um, Aubrey Shepard that we have talked about in the past. Mm-mm. This is the uh, Camilla Bell mm-hmm. um, as Aubrey Shepard, who was Aubrey for the first four episodes that Aubrey was, was in. in. Yeah. Um, and she is playing it way more childlike mm-hmm. than what like we later get, especially in like um, the... Um, under the influences. Under the sure. influence. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah, she um, feels like she's like 12, like 13 maybe here. 
12. Maybe even younger. Really? She you feels, think even younger? She feels young in these episodes. Oh, that's so uncomfortable. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Icky but feelings. Like, yeah, she definitely, she definitely feels young here, whereas then later she's like high schooler. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Odyssey's got a sliding timeline, and I think uh, really young Aubrey works well. Yeah, oh, no, no, it's great. And Earl Bowen as Regis Blackard. Right. And so uh, other other notes about Camilla Bell, just because we're on it. Yeah, um, go for it. She's an actress. She's been in uh, quite a few movies. None of, like, super high note. A lot of, like, B-movie stuff. Not really, like, particularly good um, or, like, well-renowned movies. She, however, did have, like, a weird run at, like, the late 2000s, um, like, of being, like, a lead character in some, like, actual movies. She was, um, well, I mean, actual movies with, like, loose, but, like, you know, Hollywood theatrical releases. She was a lead character in the movie Push, okay, which also stars Chris Evans, um, and was one of the leads in 10,000 BC, um, which is a Roland Emmerich movie, who we all love unabashedly. Yes, Um, naturally. Um, which I was like, oh, like that's like an actual director, and he like does stuff. And well, oh, she's in a little princess. I, I love what, that movie. I don't know what that movie is. That's but... a great movie. Okay, she's also yeah, yeah, in a little she's princess. Main, yeah, she's the main character in a little princess, and it's uh, yeah, it's um, it's based on a kid's book, and it's all about this like little orphan girl. And my little sister like absolutely loved it growing up, so I watched it a bunch of times. Well, there you go. So she's Interesting. she's actually like done some stuff. Post post Aubrey, yeah, but and that movie has a ninety seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which and deservingly so. It's a visually beautiful movie. Um, okay, all right, maybe 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 I maybe I'm going to watch that. Probably not, but you never know. Yeah, no. Uh, let's get let's just that's uh let's what do we do now? Promo? I think yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and roll the promo. Coming next time on the season premiere of Adventures in Odyssey. Changing. No. No, it can't be. This is more serious than you realize. But who is he? An evil man, a very evil man. I, I don't know what to think. Aubrey's disappeared. Have you seen her? We don't have much time. She's getting really spooky. Let go! What are you doing? Can't go in there, Whit. He may also place you in the same kind of danger, Mr. Whitaker. It's a risk I'll have to take. Uh, Mr. Whitaker! Join us next time for the season premiere of Adventures in Odyssey. <laughs> That was terrifying. That, that was so scary. At the that end. was really good. That is one of the most cinematic trailers we've ever like. This one feels like a the trailer. trailer, not a promo. The, yeah. The like coming next time on the season premiere. I was yeah. like, we've never talked about Odyssey in like seasons. Yeah. But like, sure. No. Um, man. Yeah. With the with the blackguard voice cutting up, I was like. Whoa, that got yeah. me. Well, and also we never get Chris as the voice for promos. No, never. So that was really weird. But then like the transformation into Blackard's voice and the maniacal yeah. laugh. They must have they must have This was 
taken the promo responsibility back for this one and was like, nope, we're gonna... Right. We're right. putting Blackard in this. It's gotta be a good... Well, yeah, and we're also... Like, I'd be curious to listen to other promos of this era and see if it kind of holds true. We are in, like, the Al Jansen era of mm-hmm. Odyssey. Um, for the first, like, 350 episodes of Odyssey, Chuck Bolte is the executive producer, and then we get, like, 50 episodes with Kurt Bruner, another 50 with Al Jansen, then Paul McCusker does, like, five years of the show, and then we've had Dave Arnold basically ever since. Mm-hmm. Um, but these episodes are during, like, the Al Jansen era, which I don't think that we've covered any others that, like, fall under his, like, jurisdiction. <laughs> of the show yeah um and so like i'd be curious to listen to other promos and know like is this like is it just this episode they like went full full in on because it was the season premiere season premiere and also a like you know big episode for the show or was this just like a yeah or is this something of the era Mm -hmm. because like the other thing that's true across like Al Jansen episodes are like where they start doing the split episodes as well, yeah. where they do like the the two the two ten minute episodes in one thing. So I guess Two Roads is the other one that we've talked about mm-hmm. during his run on the show. Um, but that is, but I don't even remember that didn't. Really, I don't remember that episode at all. Yeah, looking back it, on it, it's one of the uh, it's one of the Twilight Stones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways. All that to say, it's a freaking good promo. No, it's real good. Real good. Real oh, spooky. And uh, yeah, Chris turning into Blackard is going to haunt my dreams. Yeah, no, that's that was not good. That that one was like, huh, 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 Yeah. Huh. The Walker Edmondson one is creepy, but like it, it feels somewhat natural. Yeah, it's like, okay, that's what happens. This is just like, nope, mm-mm, mm-mm, nope. Yeah. Nope, don't, don't, don't like that. Don't like that one bit. And I you like stay away from from Chris. Mr. I like Blackard. that this show from the get go is being like this is a Blackard mm. episode. Like we're not doing like a waylaid in the Windy City sort of thing where we're like hiding it. Well, that was my big note for this episode was just that like literally you get Blackard within like the first minute and a half well, of the show, and the episode is named after him. Blackard's Revenge. Yeah, which yeah. is the only Blackard saga episode that's named after Blackard. Though there are um some edwin episodes or at least one edwin episode that is named blackard yeah um but still it it feels pretty serious it does it really does and i must say so like before we get into this so i started i hadn't i've only listened to this episode like maybe twice in my life maybe oh interesting. i have not listened to it this many is times because my brother the... loved it and was terrified by it Ah, this is one of the Blackwood episodes I think I've heard more than most, mm-hmm. just because of the era in which the album is. Yeah, was yeah. very much my, yeah, my wheelhouse as far as Odyssey went. No, I don't know if we've talked about this on the show before, but Brendan got so scared of it that I'm pretty sure my sister had to destroy our copy of the episode. Oh my word! Yeah. Yeah, that's so crazy. <laughs> Friend of the podcast, Brandon Nasebo, big ol' sissy. Wow, <laughs> I'm just yep. you show him. I love you, Brandon. You're my brother. <laughs> we might even hear have heard him at the top because he gets he usually does the executive producer drops when we 
Yes, yeah, true. Um, we get get ones because this yeah this does start off with a Al Jansen warning, warning. Yeah, which is uh, it's a pretty intense warning mm-hmm. setting up for an intense episode. Like I yeah. get it, but also, um, yeah. And that being said, are you just ready to jump into the episode? Yeah. Well, the, the one other thing I want to say from the intro is that we get a clip show intro, and yeah. I really have missed those. Yes, 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 yes. I love that from from this era of the show. <sighs> I just miss any intro we had with Blacker. <laughs> Haven't had any intro in like yeah, it's basically weeks. just been and now adventures in Odyssey or literally nothing. Yep, just ominous music. Yeah, pretty much. And I'm you know I'm okay with it, but I I, I miss it. I miss the nice, miss the nice clip show. Mm. So this episode starts off um, with Connie and Aubrey in the Imagination Station doing what is it? It's the Gettysburg uh, Address adventure, basically. Yep. Right. And it is. They're in the they're in the imagination station. They're yeah, talking. And, Lincoln's given the speech, and, it's, and then he says the it's wrong thing. Aubrey and Connie. This is Aubrey's first time in the imagination yes. station. She's only been in one episode prior to this, which is the episode in which like her family moves mm-hmm. to Odyssey and like start like work is working at the Timothy Center. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, it's it's like a fun, it's a fun little thing of like. Connie's also been working at the Timothy Center, and so they're mm. kind of taking a break from that and coming in here, and she's getting to experience the Imagination Station for the first time. Isn't Aubrey's family's backstory like they used to, like he used to work in an office and like they used to have a lot of money, and then they he started working at the Timothy Center and they just like had no money? Correct. Okay. Correct. Because that's, that's like the whole thing where like her old neighborhood was like Erica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. That's all that. Yeah. They live at, 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 like, a cabin at on, like, the Timothy Center, and Erica lives in Oswald Heights. Yep. So so Lincoln's given his speech, mm-hmm. um, and it's, you know... Like, all the whole, men are created to serve me. Yeah, it's it's the, uh, it's, it's the four score and seven years ago, mm-hmm. but, but then, right, all men must be made to serve me. Boom. And then... So and as he speech. says that, right, it's... Lincoln, um, Walker Edmondson's Lincoln transforming into Earl Bowen's Dr. Regis Blackard. It is I. Oh, he's so good. He's so good. I'm sad that this is, I mean, this is the last, you know, this is our last Blackard episodes. Like, I know. We're not going to talk about him after nope. this, presumably. Bid, bid farewell to Regis Blackard. Earl Bowen. We only get Edwin. Yep. Oof. He's fine. I like him, but not nearly as good of a bad guy. <laughs> no, not not even a bad guy well, really at he all. He is a bad guy. Yeah, but he's not a villain. <laughs> he's concerning in the sense that I'm pretty sure he has a slave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, it's just oh, it's such a good intro to Blackguard. He's so sinister. It's yeah. so just like he gets he transmorgified basically. I've been read- it's Transborgify is from uh, Calvin and Hobbes. Oh. The Transborgifier is the cardboard box that he goes into and then he turns him into something else. Gotcha. Yeah. Bad. Coming at me with the with the deep cut Calvin and Hobbes knowledge. Yeah, I I, I need to. I don't think we've talked about that on the show. That is the other thing with Winnie the Pooh that I have an enormous canonical knowledge of. Yeah, I mean, I li- always liked Calvin and Hobbes, but that was not like a no inside and out sort of thing every single book 
I don't have the collection of all of them. I have every single book he's released. <laughs> Rock on. All right. It's so redundant. I have so many of the same comics across, like, several books, but it's whatever. What else are you going to do? I don't know. I was young, and I had I was like, I had enough money, you know? And so then, then, then Blackard yells to open fire. Yeah. Violence. And, yeah. Aubrey and Connie get separated. Aubrey mm-hmm. falls down, and Blackard helps her up and is like, you know, I'm not that bad. Like, I'm yeah, a, yeah, of, a, yeah. of a good guy. Um, and then Connie comes in and is like, what are you doing? And mm-hmm. da, 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 let's go. So they start running, and Blackard goes, run, chickens. Run. <laughs> run, chickens. Run. run. Yeah, that, that, is, that is a better line read. Oh. Well done, Andrew. This is so bad. It's like, why would he call them chickens? Because they're running away. I guess so, but like, what an interesting... It's Odyssey. Yeah. I guess that's probably the meanest thing you can call somebody on Odyssey. Yes. Other than yeah. a non-Christian. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> Yikes. Um, uh, oh, man. Yeah, so basically, then... So... Eugene and Wit pull yeah, Connie yeah, and Aubrey yeah. from the Imagination Station because an alarm was going off. Yeah. And then they kind of fill, like, Aubrey and, well, mostly Connie fill in Eugene and Wit on what happened. Mm-hmm. Eugene's like, ah, they probably planted, like, Blacker must have planted a virus when he took over Wit's end. Yeah. Um, and then they give the, uh, for Aubrey and the listeners, a summary of Blacker's history. Yeah. That he tried to steal a computer program, burned down Tom's barn, showed up in Chicago, took over Wit's End, died in an underground explosion, and now he's back as a virus. We heard the screams of demons as he was being escorted to hell. We didn't. No, we didn't. They they, they did us a favor and didn't Yeah, do that. yeah. <laughs> Thank goodness. We really dodged a bullet there. Truly. Um, much like Aubrey and Connie in the Imagination Station. Exactly. Just dodging bullets left and right. Uh, yeah, so basically, and then Aubrey's just, like, not convinced. I mean, she she's like, well, you know, maybe, I don't know, like, how harmful this could be. But it's really bad. I am thoroughly underwhelmed with how little the people at Witsend seem to watch over Aubrey considering how young she is and the fact that like how was she even able to get back into the imagination station if dr blackard is in a virus manifesting itself inside of this thing nobody should be allowed into it well, it should be boarded and locked but she went back in because the food delivery man distracted connie yeah and she went to go put the sign on to say out of order and when she touched it yeah blackard, blackard started talking to her yeah yep. there's there's an easy explanation come on Aubrey's just, like, when they're like, okay, we're going to, like, destroy this virus yeah. and, like, try and not destroy the Gettysburg thing along with it. Um, and Aubrey's like, what? You're going to destroy him? But he, mm-hmm. like, seemed so fine. Yeah. And I, I don't know. It's... No, because he does don't a think... really good thing of manipulating children. Oh, yeah. Child psychologist, Dr. Regis Blackard, <sighs> expert child manipulator. Uh-oh. Oh, my lord. Dr. Regis Blackard, very creepy. Very creepy. Very interested in children. And mm, 
Um, yeah, but so was Maxwell. Um, yeah, yeah, in the worst way. Well, actually, Maxwell turned himself around. Yeah, he but... did the hokey pokey. <laughs> <laughs> That's all, folks. This is going to be a Dylan podcast for the rest of the way. All right, uh, Andrew is no longer a co-host. Um, it's just me. Everyone loves solo podcasts, yeah. right? That's that's the best thing in the world. <laughs> hey, man, Anthropocene reviewed. It's scripted and short. It does not count. That's um, and so yeah. Connie tries to explain to Aubrey that, like, Blackard twists the truth. And then Eugene and Wit go up to, like, work on destroying this program. And Connie is supposed to put a note on the mm-hmm. on the thing. And she's like, oh, Aubrey, come on. Let's let's go, like, go get a poster board and make, like, an out-of-service note. Then the, this fruit delivery guy arrives, mm-hmm. uh, kind of sidelines. not getting any fresher. <laughs> yeah. Get, Connie gets tied up with that. And Aubrey's like, oh, I'll go put up the out-of-order sign. Mm-hmm. It's been established that this is, like, after Witsend has closed for the day. Yeah. Um, and there's no one there. Because Connie's like, well, why do I have to put up the sign? There's no one even here. And Witsend's like, we can't, you know, risk we it. can't risk anything. Um, so a child goes up to put on the sign. Um, after she volunteers and is like, and you can tell Connie's kind of being overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And it's like a, you get the idea that, like, She's doing this with some intent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, she's because she's been the one that's been the least adverse to it this whole time, right? And so she, we have that going into it in the sense that, so she's and she's not a Christian, obviously, right? Because we important. cover her. Yeah, we right. covered her coming to Jesus arc, um, which is much. Later. So she's our our flawed non Christian character that's allowed to make mistakes that we can uh, drive the plot forward with. So. Hey, dude, we have Christian characters make mistakes. Oh, yeah, Did all you the time. Lucy? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Or Wit. Or um, Wit. God himself. Connie in every episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is a Connie. It's an okay Connie episode. It's a fine Connie episode. All she does is take care of the fruit. Like, I mean, it's technically <laughs> her fault, but, like, you know, I would have done the same thing, so I can't really blame her. I can't be that upset. <laughs> uh, um... She's getting paid, right? That's her job. Like, she's got to put away the fruit. She's got to put away the fruit. But but there's also no rush for Aubrey to put the sign on. Yeah, that's fair. Like, Aubrey could just stick with Connie with the fruit, and then they could go up and do it together. It's fine. It Aubrey's being manipulative, and, it, and it's effective. Um, <laughs> it's super effective. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, when she goes to touch the machine... It, Blackard starts it up, mm-hmm. and he talks her into coming in. Yeah, um, and she's like, "You're you're just a computer program." He says, "Ah, but I'm a computer program that knows the truth." Yep. What is that saying? The truth shall set you free. I want to set you free, Aubrey. You know, I really don't want to try and read into what this episode is saying that much this episode, but it is, so, let me see if actually thematically it, if it comes up as that. So it says the theme is death, God's protection, and deception, which I was thinking that this was kind of like a direct parallel to like the, um, uh, Adam and Eve, like the fall in the garden situation. Yeah. I don't know if that was no, intentional I, or not. I was thinking the same thing. So, like, the the whole, like, 
you know, yeah, I, I know the truth. Yeah. The truth will set you free is very like, um, yeah. uh, bite the of knowledge apple. of good. Well, and evil. bite of applesauce mm-hmm. was another episode that literally did that. It's the first of like the Blackguard Chronicles. Yeah. And this is the end of the Blackguard Chronicles. And we're kind of doing Genesis two again. Yeah. It, the, the, the thing that like, in addition to the Genesis two, it also feels very much, and this this comes in later, but it also I think comes up at this point of like a um, uh, Jesus's temptation in the desert mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. in Matthew of this like isolation he, situation, the, right? This like they're stuck together, and he is. It's the the temptation. It comes up like it really jumped out to me later when he offers to give. Her give the her world. the world, yep. which is very much that. But even this, like, the truth will set you free is something that Jesus said. Yeah. Yeah. And Blackard is now, like, manipulating it much in the same way that we see that we see Satan using, yeah. um, like, Old Testament yeah. stuff in his temptation of Jesus. We are getting, oh, like, boy. Blackard quoting Jesus in trying to tempt uh, there's a one of my Aubrey. favorite albums. There's a line in one of the songs, and because Satan is like a main character on the album, and it says, "If you're scared, go to." Ch-. They say, "If you're scared, go to church," but he knows the Bible too, and yeah, it's oh man. Let me tell you about the fact that the devil really does love to use the Bible to to get people to do the wrong thing mm-hmm. and uh that's probably his most effective tool actually at least in america <laughs> yeah yeah and laziness and so right so it is it's it is this genesis 2 thing of like you know we're gonna like i'm gonna give you like the knowledge of good and evil but yeah. then there's also a level that's like and i'm also doing this like pulling from scripture mm-hmm. to to do it and i the the offhanded way he's like what's that saying mm-hmm. like like he knows it mm-hmm. but like he's not he's not doing like the he's not quoting scripture to her he's mm-hmm. like pretending like oh yeah, he's this quoting is quoting thematically right. scripture um you know. and so it's like yeah it's because it wouldn't mean anything for him to quote the scripture to her yeah she's not christian but but it but he does get to pull from that in kind of like a... This is familiar for you, so... Right. It's going to have enough things, but I'm not showing my heart, my my hand. Yeah. You know, that this is what I'm doing. Yeah. Well, he kind of And is, then... But, you know. Oh, man. And then the the really creepy... Come take your step into a bigger world. Yeah. Welcome, Aubrey. Welcome to your new life. Yeah. Like, these episodes if they weren't set in reality, could very easily be Twilight Zone episodes. Yeah. Oh, no. The virtual reality and everything? Yeah, no. This and is... maybe, show headcanon, um, some Twilight Zone stuff in Odyssey is maybe inspired by this. Hmm. Like, like the idea that, like, Connie experiences this whole thing and then writes like a kids radio play like yeah. because of that. Interesting. Like I don't I don't quite know how that lines up the timeline. The only way that this like, can be confirmed what? or denied is with official input from the writers at Adventures and Odyssey. So 
Yeah, come on the show, Phil Waller. Or just email us, tweet at us, anything, really. Just give me a thumbs up emoji in any form on any platform. <laughs> if that's correct. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Stay away from my Tumblr. I don't know what that looks like anymore. I haven't been on Tumblr since ninth grade. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, do not look for Andrew's Tumblr, Chalk Squad. That seems like a dangerous place to go. I think it's mostly just me writing when I'm sad. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Interesting. Anyway. So so then, then Blackard offers his whole point of view. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, like... I didn't burn down Mr. Riley's bar, and that was a thug named uh, Richard Maxwell. And afterwards, he burnt down my business. Yep. Um, which was which was a direct competition with Wit's End. Yep. And, you know, it's only because said, of me yeah. that Maxwell went to prison. Even though it wasn't, he turned himself in, right? Yeah, but it also was like it's that thing of like. Maxwell wouldn't have been sent to prison if Blackard wasn't around because he wouldn't have committed these crimes without Black. Like, it, oh, that's like right. there's yeah, like yeah. that, there's that, that side thing, too. and then it's like the you know the trying to steal the the computer in Chicago, and he's like, no, I was working for the government. You know, mm-hmm. Whitaker was the one under suspicion. Um, and you know, did you did you take over with Zen? He's like, well, no, like I I legally acquired it. You can look that up if you'd like. It's public record. Yeah, I was I was running for mayor. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't try to take over Odyssey. People wanted to vote for me. Right. It is that manipulation of the truth is like Blackard's thing. And he does it really well. And Aubrey is so vulnerable. Well, the thing is... that what Blackard does is that he latches on to anybody's smallest inkling of wanting to believe him and then just does whatever it takes to get them to make the other like 70%. Yeah. you know yeah and uh and, and he does a really really good job of it in the absolute worst way but it's um it's very interesting and the thing that i kind of like about it in the sense that it's frustrating but it's also good um kind of the fact that aubrey's reserved anger towards um the people of like wit's end kind of trying to shelter her and keeping her from something yep whereas the he's willing to like you know open your mind you know dr strange style and it's also a thing of like we've seen and will continue to see with aubrey's whole arc this struggle with her not liking the directions her parents have taken her life yeah and blackard very quickly kind of and intuitively senses that that's what like the, some of that stuff she's dealing with and in kind of a like you know uh your classic like roadside psychic way makes like a statement that's vague enough that she then like is like oh yeah like he gets me mm-hmm. um and that you're probably kind of... feeling anxious <laughs> right <laughs> something vague like that right. like oh yeah, yeah of course yeah andrew's always anxious so it makes sense <laughs> And most people are at some point or another. Yeah. And and he's and then he does his like it in a way that feels not that dissimilar to Maxwell's manipulations on Lucy, mm-hmm. where he's like talking about like how 
you know, incredible she is. And, you know, you're you're a, a philosopher, a poet, a soul unbound. And she's mm-hmm. like, a soul unbound. And he's like, yes, I too am a soul unbound. Yeah, he's um, like, yeah. We're, we're, we, you know... Our, our friendship could be great. We could be one. Uh, we could be of one heart, one mind, one person. Yeah, that's creepy as heck. Uh huh. Uh uh-uh. uh. Nope. Nope. And that's, then that's that's a child, and there's there's romance between a child and a computer virus in that implied situation. I'm not, I'm not comfortable with that. Yeah. And then the you know I'll give you the world. Yep. Oh. Just Satan. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it's so, just Satan. And then he's like, "I'm going to give you a demonstration of my power." Mm-hmm. Um, and we leave to Eugene talking to Mabel. Yep, which was we're trying fun to shut down the computer. I like Mabel, or not oh. shut down the computer. He's trying to uh, run the antivirus, right? Right. So yeah, he he wrote an antivirus software called like Eugene One. Yep. Um, that is supposed to remove Blackard without destroying the Gettysburg um, address program, and then Blackard sends power surge while laughing mm-hmm. maniacally and then wit's like okay we're just going to destroy the whole program mm-hmm. um and then we and then blackard uh uses his uh portals yeah it, mm-hmm. vortex yeah. vortex and it's not a portal you know it's a, it's a vortex it's a vortex it's um, fine because they use portals in the imagination station before and those aren't bad did they i'm sure they have at okay. some point i'm pretty pretty no confident idea. that they have um but yeah his, his vortex he's like you know aubrey we can go anywhere and she's like how about like new year's eve at times square mm-hmm. which is like the most like young child idealized i would right. not want to go if you could get me anywhere that would be one of the worst places to go yeah that sounds so crowded right and loud. But like young young child in the midwest like yeah. going like yeah like that's yeah. that's where i want to be and so he, he takes her there, and she's so excited. Um, and then we'd cut back out, and the you know the, what they're doing isn't working. Mm-hmm. Um, they weren't able to destroy the program because he's now moved within the thing, and he's spreading all the way throughout. And Eugene's like, I mean, we can format the hard drive, but I don't want to do that. And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, like let's do We're it. That's, have to that's do our it. only option. I've got backups at a secure location. Like it's going to take a while to rebuild, but like we need to purge Blackard. Yeah, yeah. So and, and Blackard's that's the thing. using all of this to be like, look, can't you see Aubrey? They're trying to destroy me, and what have I ever done wrong? Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm a great person, and you're. The, these people are out to get me. Yeah, they're um, so destructive. Look at Wit. He's so destructive. Yeah. And the interesting thing in this moment is that he's also replying. So Blackard is trying to, like, destroy Wit, basically, while Wit's trying to destroy Blackard. Like, he's not responding by being like, oh, I'm dying. Like, he doesn't pull, like, the uh, like the Emperor in the Revenge of the Sith, where he's like, I'm too weak. Like, leave right. me alone. Just let or, me die. And, or and... Blackard with a virus when he faints on stage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Blackard with a virus when he faints on stage. Uh, no, he's, like, actually, he's, like, fighting back. He's like, no, like, I have power in here, and you can't, right. you can't stop me. Yep. Um, and, and Aubrey totally goes with it. Yep. Like, she's like, wow, like, they are really trying so hard to destroy you, and all you're trying to do is show me good things. Yeah. And Wit then goes to, like, do the um, voice commands with Mabel, and Mabel's voice transforms into Blackard's. Yep. Um, and it's and he's like, Yeah, and then he's talking to Wit, um, and Wit's like, you know, I'm going to erase this whole thing. And Blackard's like, well, um, if you do that, 
you're going to like risk Aubrey. And then Aubrey comes in and what's like, is it you? And she's like, yes. And he's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just check it. I was just making sure you would say yes. That yes. was that was something that couldn't be programmed. Yep. Um That is purely enough. That is that is enough for but, me. But yeah, and so they going. Yeah, they have this they have this conversation and um Yeah, and it's like, okay, like I, I guess I, I can't and uh, Blackard's like, if you want her that better, Whitaker, you're going to have to come in here personally to get her. Ugh. If you have the courage. Ugh. That is. Ugh. And that is like where, and it's like, all right, I'm going to do it. And that's where the episode ends. Mm-hmm. <gasps> this episode ends very abruptly, I will say. I was listening to it on the AI Club, uh, AIO Club, and I started like, I got, like, the first, like, four minutes into the next episode without me noticing. I was really tired, but... Yeah, (laughs) but also, like, because it's the album version, we don't get the Chris outro, and the next episode doesn't start with an intro. Yeah. And so it would... Yeah, they flow together very nicely, which is, yeah, typical two-parter. Yeah, it it just means that we don't have as much to talk about this episode as far as the story because this is a lot of set dressing it's blackard being evil Mm -hmm. but he is essentially the whole point is that he is throwing down the gauntlet Mm -hmm. to battle things out with wit yeah once and for all yeah and one of the things that i was going to talk about in the and i'll probably talk about it again next episode is that basically in all the ways that one wit never really directly confronted blackard after everything went bad or like Right, because well, he's off in that, the Middle yeah. East when the Blackard thing happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is kind of the chance to be like, okay, we've got a new wit now. Let's have him face off against the main villain mm-hmm. for a final thing. Because, like, we the way we did it before wasn't really what we wanted to do. Yeah. Or, like... Well, and there's the... It's the idea of, like, good versus... Like, it is the... It is the alt, like it is the finale in the sense that this is the true good versus evil for an innocent girl's soul battle, right? right? Yep. Like this is not Odyssey, this is not politics, this is not money, this is not Ruku virus. This is Blackard's ideals, I, you know, philosophy, whatever, versus Whitaker's ideals and philosophy, head to head. Yeah, you know, mono mono. It's it's yeah, it's really good. Yeah. It's really good. It's really dramatic, and it it hits different. Even though it's still wit, even though it's still blackguard, and it's similar to the you know to what we've been covering, because it's so uh, ideology driven right. compared to previously, it's it it hits completely differently. Yeah, it it does feel more in line with. Um, Daring Deeds, Sinister Schemes, Blackguard. Yes. Than it does Darkness Before Dawn, Blackguard, mm-hmm. which yeah. I think is a nice return to form. Yeah. Um, Especially for you know the presumably last episode with this character. Right. Right. Unless for some reason Blackguard comes back again. I, I mean, I can't imagine they would do that. I don't know how they would. It. It just. It feels like. It feels like this is very much their move of being like, okay, like. We're doing it. We're doing the thing like that we didn't, yeah, that we were never really like. They're playing the last card in their hand. 
Right. They've yes. done everything else, yep. and now this is it, and this is the last card that they have, and it's a good one, and it's the end. Yeah. And, you know, there's no more Blackguard cards. I don't know what to say. There's no more. But Right. Uh, right. Yeah. Of all the characters they exactly. could bring back, it wouldn't make a lot of sense, but... Yeah. Well, and I don't even think, like... They've got the Blackguard books and everything like that. They're doing... They're expanding the universe in the way that they Right. I- exactly. Um, and, yeah, it just... It doesn't... It doesn't really make, yeah, make sense for Blackguard to come back. I don't think that that would go over well with anyone. And also, I don't know how much current Odyssey listeners have a grasp on Blackguard. Uh, it depends on the demographic, I think. I think the thing that surprises me a lot is Odyssey's a ability to continually get young listeners yeah um and i think that's you know has to do with like the church community especially where we're you know where we live and everything but like my next door neighbors they're like in you know elementary school if not like preschool some of them and uh they all love odyssey they right. they will talk to me about every single episode they know it all and i'm like wow yeah. so these guys you know, I don't think that they, they might be an outlier, but they're definitely not alone in the sense that Odyssey is still picking up these episodes. And they they like the new episodes more than the old episodes, actually. Right. Yep. And I've got young cousins who are in a similar boat. And, like, the same way that, like, I, like, as much as I have an appreciation for old Odyssey, like, my, like, bread and butter Odyssey is, like, basically from Novacom to album 50. Yeah. Like, that's the Odyssey I know and, like, care about. Yeah, I have... So that's the Odyssey I know really well. And then there's, like, I have a couple albums in the very beginning that I had on CD that I listened to a ton. Yeah. Like, On Thin Ice, I've listened to that right. an absurd amount of times. Yeah. And, and like, right, it's... There's... Yeah, I just... I just... I don't think that there's any way bringing Blackard back makes sense. Um... Especially because, like, even Edwin has not been in the show since album 46. Wow, yeah. Did they write him off in album 50? I don't believe so. But he... Because Earl Bowen's still alive and still does come in as to voice characters. Mm-hmm. But just in this new era of of Odyssey, they don't... Yeah, they don't bother to to keep this going. And, like, the... Or no, actually, I, I take it back. Edwin is Edwin's in album fifty is his mm-hmm. last real yeah. appearance because that's that's there's the um, there's a um, that's all the tie up episodes right. right? That, that's, that, the that's the all the tie up. That's like the end. It's like the last time we see the Harlequin mm-hmm. um, and stuff like the that. Rathbones. Yeah, and so and so it makes right. Rathbones made it so long. Mm-hmm. They were in so many episodes yeah. as far as like canonically like albums that they yeah. would be existing in. And so, right, it just yeah, it it doesn't it doesn't make sense to pull to pull Regis back into things mm, no. like that. Just I don't think that the show. I think where the show maybe could get away with like doing a little Maxwell thing, it could never get away with Blackard. No, no. I think that the show is missing out on investing in prequels. Oh, interesting. They they have done a couple like Young Wit episodes. 
Yeah. Um, and yeah, the Youngwood that's on the books. OA club and stuff. Um, yeah. But, but yeah. I yeah. think that I I genuinely hope that when Odyssey decides to, you know, fade off into the sunset, that they do a reboot of Young Wit stuff and go back and explore that sort of thing because I feel like that has the best room and I think really what I want to do is I want Odyssey to invest in establishing continuity between all the eras. <laughs> like I... that the only new episodes that I'm genuinely very interested in listening to like not for the show are the ones that are like, oh, this is the one where they talk about Tom's will. And this is the one where they talk about Connie's mom dying. And like, this is the one where, you know, like, yeah, like stuff that I already know about. Like, yeah, it's funny, but no, but like just the idea that they could really, what they do is they go back and they kind of reestablish some very strong physical locations and characters. And maybe they've done that, that I, that I'm not sure of. Um, but of all the new Odyssey that I've listened to, I feel like they haven't put a lot of attention into that in the same way that they, like, we had the Harlequin and we had Hal's Diner and stuff like that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I just, yeah, I haven't listened to enough new Odyssey to pass judgment there. But, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think Neither that's... Neither have I, but watch me go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else you want to hit on from this episode? No, no, not really at I all. I just, I'm really excited to talk next week about about part two of yeah. this um you plug in anything yeah i actually do have something to plug so as we've mentioned letterboxd uh it's a film review platform that dylan's on has talked about uh i actually joined it and so my username is andrew sabo so if you want to follow me on there and hear what i have to say about movies for whatever reason uh go for it it's it's a lot of fun i like yeah it, it, it kind of gamifies watching movies, so I would highly recommend any listeners that like watching movies do it because they have, you know, pretty much everything on there, and, yeah, it's a, it's a good time. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, if you're going to plug your, your Letterboxd, I'll bring up I'm DJ Weaver 29 on Letterboxd, and my account that reposts reviews that people leave on Redbox.com is Redbox Reviews, also on Letterboxd, so... That makes sense. And uh, reviews on Redbox on Twitter, which just reposts links to those Letterbox things. But if you don't have a Letterbox account, but you do have Twitter and you want to like be aware of those reviews, I don't know. There, you can follow reviews on Redbox on Twitter. There is currently no activity on Redbox reviews Instagram, but that does exist. Uh, don't follow it, I guess. But. Um, I'm on Redbox reviews right now on Letterbox, and it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, dude, give it a follow. Give All right, follow. there's an endorsement. That's a strong endorsement um, for me. And uh, yeah, with with all that being said, we will be back next week for episode 425, Blackguard's Revenge, Part Two. Bye, guys. Goodbye. Wadfam Chalkpod is a presentation of the Lidditz Podcast Co-op. This show is a fan podcast and has no official affiliation with Adventures in Odyssey or Focus on the Family. As such, the copyright is ours under Creative Commons. Follow the podcast at WadFamChalkPod on Twitter and Instagram, or email us at WadFamChalkPod at gmail.com. 
Blackguard's Revenge Part 1 is hosted by Dylan Weaver and Andrew Acebo, and edited by Dylan Weaver. And I'm Nathan Haverstein, hoping you'll join us again next time for more of the Lodfam Shock Podcast.